cut it off. This is some harsh words that Jesus is using today. Some of the strongest language in all the Gospels. If your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. If your foot causes you to sin, cut it off. If your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. Jesus is serious because he's talking about the most serious thing that can keep us from heaven, from happiness. That the one thing that can keep us from God is sin. And so he gives us this image of of kind of cutting it off, letting go. I know for myself, letting go of things is not something I'm great at. Um, uh, not too long ago, I switched rooms at the, the, the priest party house. No, the priest house, the rectory. Um, I switched rooms, and so I'm like moving boxes of stuff, and, I, and I'm realizing, I'm like, I haven't looked in this box since I moved into this room. Like, I forgot what was even in this box. Like, I actually don't need this stuff. And so I started, with the help of the other priests who were happy to help me, I started, like, getting rid of stuff. And now it's like I have more space. I have more, like, freedom. Like, instead of, like, carrying more stuff with me, I I actually feel kind of lighter, like, more alive. It makes me think of these Carmelite sisters that uh, I take a group of students each year to spring break um, to visit, and they... They're supposed to have everything that they own to their name is to fit in three file boxes. And the fruit of that is freedom. Like they can get up and go. They can do the Lord's will. Like they're not worried about like somebody stealing their stuff or losing stuff. It's like there's, there's a freedom. There's a, there's a joy to that. And so at the end of the day, it's thinking about what, what do I really need? What, what do I really need to live? God. Even more than I need food or air to breathe, because there was a time when I wasn't breathing air, uh, and there will be a day when I stop breathing air. And even at that time, the one thing I need is God. That God is the one who endures that everything else is, is secondary. That everything else can be used to draw me closer to God or can actually kind of get in the way and keep me from God. So that's the kind of lens I want to I look at things today. Are, are things helping me draw closer to God or kind of getting in the way? I remember uh, one of my buddies uh, gave me this feedback one time. Um, he said, uh, Lowry, I remember like when you were like in high school and college, like you would date somebody, and then as soon as you knew it wasn't working out, you just broke up really quick and moved on. And I, I was like, man, I sound so heartless, you know. Like, but I think what I, what I realized was um, that just through like prayer and reflection, that in, in different relationships, whenever I noticed that a relationship was not leading me closer to God. That by God's grace, I was like, I don't need this. Because God, God gives me everything as a blessing to help me draw closer to him. And so whether it's maybe a sinful dating relationship or like 
another person in my life that, you know, when I'm around this person, like my language just turns real, it turns south. Or I find myself doing things. Like I remember, maybe I don't need to tell you. Like I remember one night I'm hanging out with my buddies and we're having a good time. And then they're like, hey, hey, I, I, we have an idea. You know, we're all over 18. We're going to stop by, I think we must have been 21. We're all going to stop by this, um, we'll just say, uh, Topples Bar. And, and it was like, at that moment, I said, well, why don't you guys, you can just let me out here and, uh, and I'll figure out a way to get home. Um, and, and I didn't just leave the car that night. But I realized that those guys were not helping me become the man I wanted to be. And yeah, you know, it stinks to lose friends and whatnot. But what we gain is so much more worth it. To draw closer to Christ, he doesn't hide. He, he tries to make it known, those things that are helping us, so that we can seek more of that and what's getting in the way. And we pray for the grace, God, give me the courage to do what I don't want to do but totally need to. God, give me the courage to do what I need to do but totally don't want to do. I remember the other side of things. Sometimes there were relationships that uh, maybe I wasn't the one that broke up with them. They broke up with me. Uh, and that's a different kind of pain, right? Like when somebody breaks up with us but we weren't expecting that or wanting that, it's like, what the heck? Like, God, I thought you want me to be happy. Why are you making me miserable? And what I found after some time passing was I realized I actually didn't need that person. I thought I did. I mean, I really wanted that person. But at the end of the day, I apparently didn't need them. Because I was still breathing air, I was still living, going forward, and it was okay. But the invitation was that place where that gap was, that this person's now gone from my life, that by God's grace at different times, I took that pain and I went and talked to the Lord about it. And I said, God, this stinks because this is not what I wanted. I had hoped for so much more and I'm not really sure what to do. And by turning to the Lord, that he actually transformed that, that space of pain into a place of uh, capacity for love and being able to move forward with more freedom. That's not what I wanted, but in the end, it was actually better. Because in that space of difficulty, of pain, I had the opportunity, the invitation to turn to the relationship that matters most. So holiness, I think, is paying attention to that. What's helping me? When I hang out with certain people, um, you know, that help me, that remind me of who I am, that helps. And letting go of those other things. One thing I think that when I hear this gospel one thing it makes me think of is pornography. Just because I hear so many students talk about how it's just like, it's so like crippling and shameful, and it's like I'm trying to stop, but I can't. And, and it causes us to walk in that shame, which is not what God wants for us. 
God wants us to experience his joy and freedom. And so what do we, what do, we do with that? How do we help cut that off? Um, one way is there's uh, an application, a program called Covenant Eyes. Covenant Eyes, or another one called One Tribe. And the idea is it puts software on my devices, all the devices, and what it does is it kind of blocks certain content, and then each week it sends an email to my accountability person, my buddy that I choose, so they can see everything that I've been looking at this week. And something amazing happens by bringing things to the light, I actually find more freedom, that I don't have to hide or walk around ashamed, but I've got a buddy that says, hey man, it's all right. I know it was a hard week. Let's keep going forward. I know some students who've actually kind of hopped on what one magazine called the hottest cultural trend of 2018, flip phones. And you can, if you do that, you can feel more, you can feel closer to Warren Buffett, Rihanna, Daniel Day-Lewis, and Kim Kardashian who are all doing it, you know? But, but because why, why does this even matter? Like, because the reality is in heaven, we're not going to use any phone. But if a phone is what's going to keep me from getting to heaven, I don't need it. What if it's other people, you know? That it's, not, it's not that they're bad people. It's just that me with them doesn't equate to good things. Does it mean that I'm like a big fat jerk if I like kind of distance myself? I guess it's kind of human, right? Our, our Newmanite speaker this week on Thursday, she's like, she's like, I would party with my high school friends and we would, I wanted them to like me so much. And she said, do you know what? I don't, I'm not in contact with any person from high school. <laughs> like we worry so much about this stuff, but in the big picture, what really matters? What were we here? In the first reading today from the book of Numbers, God wants to send his Holy Spirit on these 70 elders. When it comes time for that, two of the elders have actually been separated over here. But when God pours out his Spirit, it actually encompasses them also. What does that mean? It means that for whatever reason they were over there, whether they were cut off or whether they chose to go over there, God has his plan and he's going to do it. That no matter how hard they tried, or how matter, no matter how hard we try, God is working his plan for good. That even if I surround myself with, I don't know, bad things, or I'm making bad choices, and I'm like, shoot, I messed it up, I messed up God's plan. God's saying, you can't mess it up. Even when you try to thwart it on purpose, I'm going to bring about my plan. It makes me think of the story of uh, the prodigal son, right? The prodigal son's like, Dad, you're dead to me. Give me the inheritance. I'm out of here. The father lets him do that. Because the father knows the bigger plan that's going to lead to the son actually experiencing conversion and coming back to be a part of his love to be a part of the house and family again. And so even when we cut ourselves off, God is like, it's okay. Even when I uh, shoot myself in the foot, even when I fall into sin again, and I feel ashamed and weak and mad at myself, God says, it's okay. 
Because my grace is big enough to encompass even this, that, that I know my big plan, that even though you're doing things that are cutting you off from me, it's okay, because my spirit still goes there. And our response is we can kind of fight that. <laughs> or when I choose to cooperate with God, like when the prodigal son comes back, that I actually get to experience and walk and share in that fullness of life. That, um, that What does sin do? Sin cripples me. But when I go to the Lord and he redeems me, he heals me, that I actually become more fully alive. That's what he wants for us. He wants us to walk in freedom and joy and peace. And, and, and even though there's things that weigh us down, like a millstone that want to take us to the bottom of the sea, that what Jesus desires to do is to cut it off so that we can lift up, so that we can fly so that we can become who he made us to be, like fully alive. That's the big picture. That the more we cooperate in God's plan, there's more freedom, more fulfillment, more peace. And, and how do we experience that? We just bring it to him. Bring him the brokenness. Bring him the, the difficult relationship. Bring him the addiction. Bring him the confusion. And tell him all about it, and then he can begin to restore it to heal it, to redeem it. And so I pray for the courage to take anything that's going to cut me off from God, to cut it off, so that by His grace, I can gain it all.